Hey everybody, welcome to the Catch Fire Podcast. Today, I am so excited about what you're going to be hearing and what we're going to be talking about. And first and foremost, we're on location from one of the most amazing places in all of San Diego and I believe all of the world. We're here at the brand new Legacy International Center built by none other than Dr. Morris Cirillo. And we know Dr. Cirillo is with the Lord, but we continue to reap the tremendous blessings of his spiritual legacy and ministry. And I want to thank God for my good friend, Greg Morrow, for making this possible today. This is our first on-location shoot, but I promise you, you are going to be blessed because of our guest. And today, she is an anointed messenger. She is an anointed pastor and one of the most powerful social media influencers on all media platforms, not only in the kingdom of God, but I really believe in the world. And she is so powerful and anointed by God. It's good to have Kimberly Jones, but you might know her as Real Talk Kim. Man, I am so <laughs> honored to be here. I'm pumped. I'm like pinching myself. I'm pumped. Coolest thing ever. Oh my God. And how, how, you, how do you like this place? <sighs> I think it's just breathtaking. I think it's like the coolest thing ever that we can like, it smells new and we're here. You know what I'm saying? Like it's new. It uh, smells new. It smells like a new car. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before all these people really get in here, we've got to break it in. Yeah. And that's just how special we are to God, you know, that we God. get to sit in front of this big old world and <laughs> that's talk right. to the world about Jesus. Absolutely. And you, you don't get to San Diego very often, do you? No, and I love it. Yeah. I keep wondering why God didn't put me somewhere like San Diego. Right. I love Atlanta, but this is just, it's yeah. a vibe. Well, we always say this is America's finest city. It is, and, uh, you're this, right. This is where God lives and, you know, other gods come to have vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But Kim, he just comes and vacates in Atlanta every so often. There you go. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Well, Kim, I want to thank you for coming on today. Yes. And, uh, you know, this podcast is a new venture that we have. And uh, we're just talking about the things of God. We're talking about revival. We're, 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 we're bringing in people that are influencers and leaders in the kingdom and yeah. have their finger on the pulse of what God is doing now. Yeah. And for people that might not be, uh, you know, I, I imagine there's some people that may not be familiar with who you are yeah, and how you got started in the ministry. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you got yeah. started. Well, you know, I was a preacher's kid. So my dad was United Pentecostal. So I was raised in a religion, literally, where women couldn't preach. Mm. We had babies and cook supper and, you know, did those things, which is awesome. I mean, that, that's like the best job on the planet. But I always felt like God really had his hand on my life. And when I was raised in this religion, I got so frustrated, so mm. many years of my life just looking for just different things to fill void just because I was like, well, I can't never do nothing here. So I might as well just right. go out in the world and do what I feel like God's right. called me to do. And so I ended up going to Rod Parsley's Bible school. Now oh. I was raised on the church pew. Like I was raised where people were shouting their bobby pins, their hair down, yeah, right. like every service, right, right, you know, right, right. but I was a bad, bad girl. I was, I was mm. one of those that was rebel the rebellious preacher's kid. Got so it. Mimi and my dad sent me away to 
to uh, World Harvest Bible School to get me right. Well, and Mimi's here. <laughs> Mimi is here with me. She's here. I she's still, so beautiful. Yeah, she's gorgeous. I still, it still took me probably until I was 36 years old. I ended up hitting rock bottom at 36 and wow. I found out who the rock was at the bottom, which is Jesus. Wow. I lost everything at 36. Wow. I was married for 18 years and man, I loved him and I had two wonderful boys. And then we went oh. through, sin will take you further than you want to go. Yeah. Cost you more than you want to pay and keep you longer than you want to stay. So true. And that was my awakening. And so at that moment, I, I found Jesus for the next, you know, five wow. years. I stayed in Mimi's house trying oh. to get myself together. And uh, that is amazing. At 40 years old. I got that, 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 you know, there's some people listening today, pastor, that they are feeling like they are in a whirlwind mm. and like their choices have ruined them. Their mm. choices have made them just off it, off the couture rack and on the clearance rack. Oh, I love but it. it's that pain. It's that it's those bad choices yeah. that took us by surprise that did not take God by surprise. My goodness. And so I always say that it took all of those wrong choices that I made, it took all of those years to build an oil in me. It was yeah, the crushing. The crushing, and, right. Yeah. Right. And so at, 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 I, I got so in love with Jesus in those five years of losing everything. I found God. I broke generational curses. I chose to get up. I chose to start all mm. over again. And I remember the turning point for me was when I was laying in bed one night at my mama's mm -hmm. and I was so mad at God. I was like, you didn't heal my marriage. And God was like, no, you never asked me if that was the one. Wow. And you want me to fix your mistakes. Goodness. And I was like, well, then take this pain away from me. And he was like, no, you get up, you get up. Jesus. And you walk away from it and you get Gosh. better or you'll stay right here. I remember he, oh all these God. people that I like, God's one of those rockabye baby in a treetop. Mm. He liked that with me. He like, yeah. girl, you done? You ready to go? Yeah, that's how God talks yes. to me too. I feel the same way. Yes. It's like, you know, we got to hear it like oh, that. Thug. But, but I'm, I mean, I got, my hairs are standing up. Yes. I mean, your story is amazing. He met me there. And at 40 years old, I preached my first sermon. Oh, so I lost gosh. everything at 36. At 40 years old, I preached my first sermon in my car. Jesus. Sitting on the side of the road and I call it my knockoff Bentley. It was a 300 Chrysler. <laughs> yeah, a 300 Chrysler. Yeah, the knockoff, but you had the, uh -huh. grill, the grill, yeah. It was overheating and that's where I found God. In that car, Jesus. God literally let one of my videos go viral. My. So I preached my very first sermon in a building. What? So yes. you did a video? Yeah, and it went viral. <laughs> and overnight, I went from 600 friends to like 100,000. I thought Facebook was punking me. Whoa. I was like, what is this? I mean, I am in Fayetteville, Georgia, 40 years old, divorced, wow. going to hell on a slip and slide, wow. and lost everything, and God found me right there in Fayetteville, Georgia. Gee. My daddy wasn't famous. There was nobody that knew my name. And here I am, and God said, I trusted you to get up and you did, now let's go take the world. Jesus. And that's what he did. So 40 my years goodness. old is when my life started. Jesus. So it's never too late. Never too late. And now I'm preaching, a woman preacher. Okay, hold on. If we could have the keyboard player come now and let's just do the awesome. <laughs> a V3, that's good a V3 moment. Gosh, my yeah, goodness, that's how man. good God is. My though, heart's Pastor. exploding hearing your story. Yeah. And I think there's so much hope flowing people that feel like God's forgotten about yes. them, that they're totally disqualified, yes. that they've been totally marginalized for the rest of their life. There's hope flaring up in them yes. right now that he's a God of second, and third, I'm fourth so thousand glad. chances. Because if we don't have hope, we ain't going nowhere. Oh, if yeah. we don't learn how to 
preach to ourselves. Mm. If we don't know, if we don't learn how to yeah. encourage ourselves, mm-hmm. we ain't never going to move because right. ain't nobody entitled to do it for you. Right, right. Now you wrote a, a book recently. It's called Shut Hell Up. Yeah. Okay, but there's another book you wrote called When Your Bad Meets His Good. Yeah. And I love the subtitle, yeah. Finding Purpose in Your Pain. Yeah. And I love it yeah. because I've always said that, you know, without God, pain has no purpose. Nope. I mean, literally, you're just hurting. Yep. But when you have the Holy Spirit, when yeah. you have a relationship with Jesus, you know, there's a purpose in your pain. He turned your pain into your pulpit, yeah. your mess into your message. Yeah. I mean, these are things that we your preach. Your scars into stars. Oh, I like that. Yes. Me, right, I'll take that one. <laughs> but listen, um, obviously we know now what inspired you to write this book. Yeah. But when I hear you speak and when I hear you, whether you're preaching from a pulpit or you're on social media, you know, I just hear limits crumbling. Yeah. I man. hear walls breaking. I, I, I hear lids being lifted. You know, what are some things that tried to hold you down? I mean, obviously your past, but maybe in church. Yeah. Well, you know, I was also in special ed my whole life. Really? Like I literally remember in sixth grade, uh, feeling my face, thinking maybe I'm drooling and I don't know it. Maybe every special ed person thinks they're normal. Hmm. And so at a very young age, um, I, I was, I mean, literally had a pair pro growing up. Hmm. And then I was also looked, I felt like I carried that because I always felt like the enemy starts young. Right. He starts attacking us young when yes. we don't know and he starts putting these labels on us. And so I feel like in the church, um, it was it was a Christian school that really did that. So mm. I was just like hating the church. I was okay, like, right, 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 right. Sure. Sure, right. hypocrites everywhere. And, right. and I feel like that in my healing process was when I really started seeing the love of God in such a way that he said, Kim, if, if you just get right, I remember that's what he used to always say to me. He would always say, just get right. Just mm. one ounce of obedience will do more for you than all the prayer in the world. Oh, that's so good. And I'd never really experienced that until I got to a place where I was looking at all the things that was limiting me. And mm. it was me. I was the one limiting me. Gosh. I was the one letting religious rule, religious man-made rules mm. limit who I was. And so when I hit rock bottom mm. and allowed God to shake that mess off of me, I watched literally a trajectory shift. Mm. I just signed a six-figure book deal with HarperCollins. Oh, my goodness and i am a whole special ed recovery (laughs) you know what i'm saying so it's almost like just get into a place where whatever limits you have wherever the enemy is limiting you whether it's feeling like you're stupid feeling like you're not worthy feeling like you're overweight feeling like you're not special enough feeling like you're overlooked feeling like nobody was you're never been nobody's fought for you like nobody people just walk out of your life abandonment issues you know Mm -hmm. you look at rejection instead of god's protection as a place of of I can't move from here. Right. If we get to a place where we realize that we are the only ones, mm. we just sat and heard Morcerello's story. Yeah, that was amazing. About how his parents gave him up. Right. And he was in, in, in these foster cares. People with the worst past create the best futures. <laughs> if you don't wow. stay in your past. People with the worst yes. past create the best future. So today, if, the if is on you. That's right. Because we get in a place where we start, especially with social media, we are scrolling through and looking at all these people highlight reels. I would have never known this man was in 
in, in the place he was. Nobody would ever look at me today. Well, they probably would because I'm still a little ratchet. No. Nah. I'm ratchet and righteous. You know what I'm saying? I'm right I got there. Some, ratchet I got some and, righteous, and holy it. still in me. There I'm more holy than hood, but you know. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's the grace of God. It's the pain that these people that are listening mm. to us today right. are feeling that's going to be the separating right. factor for them. Right. Because literally, if God trusts you with that hell, if he trusted you with the haters, if he mm. trusted you when people walked out on you, mm. if he trusted you with rejection, if he trusted you with cancer, if he trusted mm. you with OD and, and kept you alive, if Jesus. he trusted you, then there's an oil on your life yes. that it doesn't matter how old you are, mm. it's having the shift, just yes. that shift yes. in, your, in right. your soul that right. says, on today, it's right. almost like, Pastor, can I say this? Yes. I'm going to say this, but spiritually, Go. you got to have that old hell no moment. Yes. A moment when you say, no longer will I look back, That's no right. longer will I compare That's myself, right. no longer will I leave myself right. on the clearance track. Today, yeah. I'm going to give hell problems. Well, well I, I believe Today. it. I, I, I always tell people, either get busy living or get busy Come dying. On. I mean, you got a choice. Yes. You know, we have, we can choose life, we can choose death. That choice is presented before us every single day every we wake up in the morning. Day. And I think a lot of times people, uh, Kim, just if I might say, is like, we go through life looking, you know, uh, getting so wrapped up in, in the different problems that take place. But in reality, we have to learn how to celebrate the wins, celebrate the victories, yes. go big on that stuff, go right? Big. And it seems like every day you go big on that. Yes. On every, I, mean, I do. And you were, we were talking earlier and you were talking about gratefulness. Yeah, I'm so grateful. Maybe you could talk about that. Man, you know, I, I guess because I lived so many years of my life, Pastor, like I never felt like I measured. I mean, I left Bible school mm. in the middle of the night when Pastor Rod said, you can't date this dude. I was like, see you later. <laughs> it was like, I just chased, I chased. You sound like some of my old students in the training <laughs> Hey, and now I get to preach on this platform exactly. every year. There Talk about go, redemption. Right. There you go, right. But it's almost like we love the attention that broken gets us. Ooh, that's good. You know, we, we literally right. feel like that if as long as I stay in this little box of where I, I, I feel like at least no one, I, I'm not disappointing anyone anymore. Mm, right. I'm not, no one's expecting anything right. of me anymore. So right. I'm just going to survive here. And we get so used to surviving and bleeding on people that didn't cut us. Oh, yeah. That we don't allow God to do a work in right. our life. So man, when I got free, right. <laughs> hell trembled. Absolutely. Every time I wake up, listen, when yeah. I go to bed at night, he, the devil looks under his bed to see if I'm under there. <laughs> because when I, I finally had an epiphany, when I finally said, <laughs> devil, on, I ain't man. wasting my hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get up every right, day. Right, right. And you know, people ask me all the time, pastor, on my lives, they're like, what did you have for breakfast? Crack. And I'm like, yes, Holy Ghost crack. Yeah, yeah. Christian crack coffee. Yes, Christian crack. <laughs> yes, hey, right. Jesus Red Bull. There you go. But it's when you stop focusing on what's not right in your life and right. begin to focus on Man, I got a chance today. Absolutely. I got a moment today. Everywhere I go, I'm going to look for people to be right. Jesus with skin Absolutely. on it. I'm going to show liquid love to everybody Ooh, I liquid, can. I love that. Yes. And I think I live that way. And I live, I, there's days I wake up, you know, my daddy died two years ago. I just, mm -hmm. I still walk through stuff that I of never course. saw coming that Absolutely. knocks me out upside the head. But I choose at that moment. Here's how I look at it, y'all. I say, God knew this was going to happen. Mm. And God, God right. always equips us for every season that we're in. Mm. And so this must be another part of my story that's going to be a best Well, what you said, like, God trusts us with those moments. He trusts us. He trusts us to make it through, right? Yes, and the oil that comes out of those moments, Pastor, yeah, right. you can't go to seminary and get the oil. 
No. You can't. What no. happens in a breaking? Right. It makes you fall in love with yourself. Absolutely. Makes you thankful. Right. And then you've got to oil when you talk as passion. People believe you. Yes, they do. You know, uh, something else about, you know, about going through hard times and experiencing victory. I just feel like what we celebrate is repeated. And we spend so much time focusing on what's not happening. Yeah. And I just feel like as the church today, you know, we have a lot to be negative about. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about COVID, you want to talk about yeah. you know, people, you know, people moving and shifting out the of our culture, lives. Yeah, that, that the culture. Yeah, the culture. Cancel culture. That cancel culture. I mean, wars, rumors yeah. of wars, everything that's going on. But how important is it to just stop, smell the roses, and celebrate the wins? Yeah. You know, I think that that's the most important thing ever. Because I think with the news and with people dying left and right, and it would be so easy for us to get caught mm -hmm. up in that right. heartbreak. You right. know, we, right. we, we literally will allow, if we're not careful, we will allow a season in our life to define our lifetime. That's so good. And so it's important for us just to move. Yes. Get up today. If you got to pull your big old thick thigh, do it. <laughs> but move. Move. I Even if you don't know where you're going, just move. Your sayings but. are so awesome. <laughs> Just I love move it. because I'm I, checking people, my thigh right hey, now. People like, get it. People get it. They're like, man, because we all went from keto into Edo. <laughs> yeah, in, exactly. In the pandemic, there so you go. That, hey, my us. God, you're probably <laughs> telling my story right now. <laughs> now we got to drag some stuff. You there know? you go. But it's man. important because if yeah. you don't, you're going to stay. I hear this all the time and I don't understand it. I just feel like quitting. I'm just about to quit. And I'm like, right. then do it. Right. And you're going to hate yourself for it That's because right. you're prolonging the healing process you're prolonging right. the deliverance until you get up and move right. right god said in his word he's a lamp unto our feet mm -hmm. he's a light unto our path he right. did not say he's right. a strobe light he mm. sees a lamp which only is going to eliminate just one one leg at a time mm. but just move just move right I'm like, you know, I think for pastors and leaders that are listening to this, I think we sent, we spend so much time ministering to people, you know, getting, getting in the mire of their problems. But I've determined that this phase of my life, you know, we, we've, we've endured cancer with our children. We've lost a son. Uh, my mother passed last year. I mean, we've had our fair share of trials. So we talk about the crushing, I get it, but I'm at a point in my leadership and in my life where I said, I'm not going to miss the good life trying to help no. everybody else find it. You know, we spend so much time trying to pull people out of their pit and we miss it ourselves. Yes. And I'm at a point now where I realize that the more I that I learn that. to celebrate the wins, the more contagious my leadership becomes. I love that. Right? Because I got so sick and tired of being around people that are always down. Yes. I mean, right. Or people that just, they just love the attention. They're just like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you went back. You went back to him after you knocked your teeth out four times. <laughs> oh, you went back. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, yeah. we are, me and you are so full of Jesus. So right. It. And yeah. I tell them this. I tell people I coach all the time this. I tell my church this. If you hang out with me, mm -hmm. I never change. Oh, I'm yeah. always pointing you to Jesus. Come on. If you stay broke in my mm. presence, yeah. you want to stay broken. Mm. So, so the fire in me is going to ignite the fire in you yes, that's because right. it's contagious. Absolutely. And so I think I'm just like you. It's like, you want to stay there, stay there, but I'm, I'm not. Right, but a lot of people will, will misinterpret that as being uncompassionate. Yeah, they do. Or, or saying, oh, well, you're not, it's not fair. But I mean, ha even Jesus said, pick up your mat and walk. 38 years you laid there. Right. For a moment in his presence where you could get up and walk.
Right. And that's what God is saying. He is right. saying today, stop waiting for somebody to get your mat up and help you. Right. Get up today and realize that greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Oh, gosh. So like, good. I'm getting up and I'm going to lead the right. pack. So yeah. I, I hope that's what people are getting out of this Yeah, podcast. man. And what I was, get up. Get up and do something like, you know, we're called to run. It's great if we can run. But if you can't run, walk. If you yeah, can't I mean, walk, walk, crawl. Roll. If you can't crawl, roll. roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drag yourself, Drag but it. the key is move forward. Yes. And I don't know who's hearing this and whoever's tuning in, that's your word. Get up, Get up. move forward. It's not about how fast you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Just go. And that's how God is. He's God, God already knew it. I always say this, the day I was born, August the 29th, 1972, when I came out of that little five foot tall mom of mine, mm -hmm. the, the doctors heard, but hell, her purpose, mm. destiny, a game changer. Mm. And that's what he's hearing with all of y'all today. So He's good. saying, I knew today that you were gonna just think this was a coincidence that you come on this podcast, but it was really me yelling at you, get up. Okay, I'm you gonna do- You ain't seen nothing yet. Here's what I'm gonna do because Mimi's here. Yes. Your mom. Mimi, come over here on the camera, come please. Come see Mimi. And you guys have such angel. a beautiful relationship and your mom is so beautiful. Um, you guys are like in the, in the West Coast, we would call you guys road dogs. You yeah, guys we are, road dogs. You'd road dogs. For sure. And uh, Mimi, talk a little bit about what God did in Kim and, and you know, maybe you could look at this guy. I mean, what, what did you see God do? You know, to, to have lived the journey with her and to have seen all the wrong decisions she made and yet to know that her dad and I stood. We they stood. Just, we, there were some, some nights Two, some mornings, two or three o'clock in the morning, we would touch each other, get up, we gotta pray. We mm. knew something was happening wow. in the spirit. And I almost feel like because she was gone for so long, mm -hmm. because she was living in other cities, and I almost feel like that that it was better that was she was in other cities. I was not seeing her. Absolutely right, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I was able to stand. Because when, when, when you've got nothing else to do, you just stand. Yes. When you don't know what else to do, Gosh. just stand. And then to see, I, I mean, I never saw this. I right. never saw this. And the revelation pouring out of you. Listen, this kid, when she came back to us at 36 years old, she did not know Bible stories. Now, be careful what you say. She did not. <laughs> I know. She tells this. I would not tell her. I'm just kidding. But 36 years old, this girl, she lived in our home. We were pastors. Yes. I had her sitting on the front row with me until she was 13 because she was terrible in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> but also because I wanted her to get something to yep. change her. Absolutely. And when she came back to us, she knew nothing. So when God started dealing with her and started changing her and there was a transformation in our upstairs bedroom she got she purchased a children's picture bible and she started reading the stories and learning the stories of the bible and now honest to god i am amazed at the scriptures that she quotes oh yeah i can mm. listen she can quote the word yeah, i came you, back thug mode <laughs> you could tell in such a i mean it's time. real it's real i think that that's yeah. what god does right mimi yeah. i think that god just needs your availability yes. and mm. he's just saying i already know yeah you're not too late like i will like what has happened in my life pastor mm. 
at 36, I lost everything. I couldn't even buy cheese with my credit. I mean, I was, he let me hit rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And at 40, I preached my first sermon. At 42, I write my first book. Oh, gosh. At 44, I started my podcast that's syndicated. Yeah. I mean, God has just been like on speed. It's like the scripture says, yes. yeah, I'm going to do something that's going to make your head swim. Yes, that is Amos 9.13. That's right. It won't be long now. That's right, that's but right. But you had so many things that happened during that time we knew God was working. Uh, when she left, when she came to us and she left her home in Florida, she was losing a $500,000 home. Yeah. Mm. Just, I mean, ruining her credit. Mm. And there was, and we had paid one month, $2,300, one of those payments. Of it just was flushed. Yeah, right, sure. And then we thought, well, you know what? This is what we have to do. Life's got to change. Yes. And we watched God within 10 days. My daughter and I were back down there uh, because she had an she doesn't tell this story about, she was a very successful interior designer. Mm. And then when life started, the blows that came and the, the marriage just being destroyed, she lost her company. She lost mm. her home. She lost her marriage. Right. She lost her family. The only, but when she came to us, she had a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old, 11-year-old. That are in ministry with me today. Good Absolutely. Lord. Yep. That's amazing. But 10 days later, we were back in Florida, and we were taking care of the last one of her clients. Yeah. And we went back to her house, and she said, Mom, I just want to walk through it just one more time. She knew she was, the bank was getting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. And I was outside taking a couple of lamps, the only thing left in the garage, right. to the car. We were taking them to this client's house. A man stops in this beat up Taurus. Mm -hmm. And he's in a says, gated community. In a gated wow. community. And he says, Is this house for sale? And I wow. said, Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, right and the one thing he asked was, Are there any holes in the walls? He didn't even look at well, the house. Holes in the walls. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, Listen, no, this house is perfect on the inside, ready to move. Because mm. we had cleaned it from top yeah. to bottom. Yep. Wondering why. Why are you cleaning up a house? Yeah, I get it. Why are you cleaning it when the bank's getting it? Mm -hmm. People move out and leave it trash. Absolutely. We left it ready character. to move in. That's character. Their that's character that's kept spirit it. Spirit of excellence. So help me. We, when we called that was her probably dad, a shift for me. It was. When we mm -hmm. called her dad in, in Atlanta and said, you won't believe this, but somebody's buying this house. He didn't believe us. He was a man of faith and power. He didn't yeah. believe it for 30 days till it got paid off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds the, like me. Like, <laughs> let's wait till the check clears. <laughs> Where's your faith? Exactly. So it was miracle yeah. upon miracle. So I think that was the activation for me, you it know, to see that God will get you out of your yeah. mess. Like, he yeah. saved me. He swirled in like, oh, gosh. you know, a Grammy winning moment and just saved my the day. And that really beautiful. built my faith and made me go on the right track. Well, Mimi, thank you. Yes. Love you so much. Love that you, was amazing. Mimi. You have such a special relationship with your yeah. mom. And you know, um, there's, a, you know, I have four daughters, so I'm a girl dad. Oh. I'm like Kobe, I'm a girl dad. I love all my girls. Uh, we just uh, gave one away this weekend oh. uh, and a beautiful wedding. So and now you have a son. Now I have a son. That's what everybody keeps telling uh -huh. me and I'm excited about it actually. Yeah. He's a good, and guess, the, guess what? His birthday is the same day as mine. Oh my God. Yeah, so my poor daughter. I love that. And poor him, because my gifts are probably going to be better. Oh. Now, so. <laughs> Anyhow. No, uh you're his dad. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. But you know what? Um, I know so many young girls look up to you. And yeah. uh, what's something that you can say to them as we bring this so close? Don't to quit, man. As long as you have a pulse, God's got a plan. As long as you're not dead, God isn't done. And everybody wants to be a diamond, but nobody wants to get cut. Mm. Go through the cutting process and watch God make you flawless. Oh, God. He is a redeemer. He is a facilitator. 
He is a bank creditor. Yeah. He is a redeemer. I couldn't even buy cheese with my credit. I could buy everybody in this room a house now, but I don't, I'm not going to. Mm. <laughs> but he's a redeemer. Oh, he, is, he, he wants to show out, man. And just because that curtain had closed, you thought the production was over, but God was just closing the curtain to set up for the next scene. It's your season. Get up and move. Get up, let go of all the unforgiveness, let go of retaliation, let go of what they think about mm. you and prove the world wrong, not because you want to, but just because they can't help, but see the glory cloud following you. Listen, that's what he wants to do. Everybody has a story, but yours is gonna be a bestseller. Get up. Everybody here's crying. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit is moving yeah, in this get place. Yeah, get up, get up. Kim, I think people want to connect with you. Mm-hmm. How can they connect with you? You can go to realtalkkim.com. I'm actually on every social media platform is Real Talk Kim. Mm-hmm. YouTube, TikTok. Yeah. I even got a TikTok. I'm going to be 50 years old, y'all. And I got a TikTok. Kim, thank you for being thank on. Thank you. Thank and I'm you. Looking I forward appreciate it, you. Man. You're awesome, man. Thank You're really you so beautiful. Much. So I love all of you. Yeah, oh, man. Share this. Yes, make sure you share this. Somebody follow, needs it. Follow her on Instagram or on YouTube or on Facebook and pick up one of her books. I know you'll be blessed and share this. Share this share part. It. Man, I, man, I feel God in this place. Yes, just I'm serious. The Holy Spirit in such a yes. big way. And be sure to subscribe to Catch Fire. We're going to be uh, doing new podcasts every week. Thanks for tuning in, Kim. Thanks for being Thank on you. today. I love you already. I love you too, sis. All right. God bless.